right. Well, I'll go ahead and start for us. <laughs> Welcome to this week's edition of the Sword and Staff. This week's edition is a chinwag edition, and I'll go ahead and introduce myself. I'm Josh Robinson, and joining me today is my co-host, Richie Brock. And on today's episode, Richie and I are going to be discussing multiple things. Uh, it's going to be, probably be really hard to keep this episode under an hour, yep. <laughs> uh, but we're going to be reflecting on last week's episode that we did on spiritual beings. Oh man, we've had a ton, a ton of feedback on that episode, Absolutely, like a ton of feedback. So we're going to be reflecting on that. Um, we're also going to be um, answering some questions that we got last week about um, elemental spirits. So we're going to expand on that a little bit. And we're also going to be talking about a project that we've been working on now behind the scenes that we've not talked about, which we're calling Shadow Appalachia. We're actually going to play a trailer for that in this episode. So you guys will get to hear that. And we're going to be talking about as well, uh, we're launching a Patreon, right? So you'll be able to support us and get some really, really cool stuff. So you guys are going to learn about that and some plans we have for the future. And lastly, we're going to be talking about UFO disclosure. Um, we had some UFO. Oh boy, we had some UFO disclosure going on. Was it this week or was it was it the beginning of this week? Yeah, it was last this week? week. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. So this week's Chinwag edition of the Sword and Staff should be really, really interesting. So, but to to kind of get us started, we'll we'll review uh, the spiritual beings episode one. So we got a ton of feedback from you guys. And we just want to say thank you guys so much for listening. Um, within just like a, like under 24 hours, that episode had over like a hundred listens on it, which was, you know, for us, uh, we just started podcasting, right? Yeah. We, we've only done a few episodes together. And so for us to have an episode that's like over a hundred listens, like in under 24 hours, that was kind of a big deal for us. So you guys really showed up and showed out for that episode. And we want to thank you guys so much for that. Um, And we, man, one of the reactions uh, that's kind of stuck with me is we actually had a message or a comment from a listener saying that they'd listened to the episode uh, and that they were really blessed by it. And that they were going to recommend that episode and the the witchcraft episode that we did to a friend who was deconstructing and was kind of pairing together witchcraft and Christianity. Yep. Yep. So I was like, wow, like I, it just kind of reinforces that like the work that we're doing here at Sword and Staff and the content that we're putting out, that it's that it's important stuff that people need to hear. And that um, I don't think that a lot of people are talking about the things that we're talking about, or if they are talking about them, uh, there's only a handful of people I can think of who are talking about these things. They're not quite approaching them from the angle that we're approaching them from. Yeah. So Richie, was there anything that stood out to you about the spiritual beings episode one uh, that we did? Anything that maybe feedback that stood out, anything like that? I'm um, just the really the amount of feedback i mean we both knew that it was probably going to turn into our biggest episode we've done so far but i think even the amount of ratings and reviews and that came back just within 24 hours was really something that we didn't expect offhand yeah yeah we had talked about that we figured that people would tune into this one and that people would be interested in it but i wasn't quite expecting it to to do what it did and like we had tons of messages on like instagram and you know a lot of people mentioned us in stories like listening 
you know, listening to it and tagging us in it. So it was really, it was really interesting, right? Yeah, really, you could tell pe- a lot of people were really anxious to get into these topics. Yeah. They just, that, they were just looking kind of like for permission to get started. Yeah. I, I think that you're right. Like, the, like, and one of the questions that we got was like, and it was a question that we got before the show ever aired. Uh, but especially after is, is what are elemental spirits? Yeah. Like that was a big one. Yeah. That was a big one. Like people apparently like we have listeners who are Christian and listeners who are also like non-Christian, maybe perhaps pagan, uh, you know, witchcraft. Like we are yeah, you know, a lot we have, of pagans out there. Yeah. We have a lot of folks who are turn, tune, tuning in to our show. And so, various people from various groups have heard of elemental spirits and perhaps they have a little bit different take on it you know what i mean so so the question was posed to us what exactly are elemental spirits and how do what do we think about elemental spirits and so i'll i'll kind of lead us off in that discussion and richie you can add some stuff in there maybe if this overlaps with things that you've ran into in the occult uh things like that but so so here's how I understand elemental spirits. So um, we've, we talked about uh, first Enoch a little bit in the last episode. So in first Enoch, what happens is it's basically commenting on the events of Genesis chapter six. It's, it's a, you know, it's, it's a book that's not scripture. Uh, it's outside of scripture, but it is quoted by uh, writers in scripture. Yeah. Um, so they're reading it. They're, they're interacting with it. It's forming their worldview. Um, but in first Enoch, what happens, uh, or in the Enochian writings, what happens is you, you have these uh, spiritual beings, uh, sons of God, you know, angelic beings who come down and they intermingle and have relations with the daughters of men. And they end up producing offspring called Nephilim. They're, they're giants right? And so um, what, what happens after that in the story is that God, uh, he binds some of these spiritual beings, and he gives them the boot from heaven. And what happens is that some of them land in the elements of the earth, some land in like the, some in rivers, some land on mountains, some land in the forest, you know, and so what happens is they end up taking on the elements in which they land in. Right. And so um, what happens then is, you know, you actually see biblical writers talking about elemental spirits. That's not like some concept that's not in the Bible. They actually write about um, about these uh, these things. And so and honestly, the reason why, too, is because elemental spirits are all over the ancient world. Like, it's just a part of the ancient worldview, like even outside of the biblical writers, yeah. right? Like, even in, like, you know, mythological systems uh, in the, the ancient world, like, they even believe in elemental spirits. And there's still yet places out there today um, that, that have categories for um, elemental spirits as well. Like, we talked about last week uh, in uh, some of the folklore uh, in the british isles like in ireland absolutely it's a big thing in the celtic traditions yeah in the celtic traditions um and it they get they get it from from enoch actually like they'll actually say that the elemental spirits were given the boot from heaven and they ended up landing in the elements and they become the elemental spirits so like it's it's all over the ancient world not just the biblical worldview but all of the worldviews outside of the 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 biblical uh, in just in the ancient world in general and so now they all have different takes on what exactly they are like are these beings that we should appease 
like perhaps even devote worship to or well, the biblical worldview what we learn is that these beings are fallen angels and that they land in the elements and they take on uh, the elements that they land in and that they also are not deserving of our worship. So one of the chapters, and I'm going to read all of chapter two from, from Colossians, uh, which should only take me a few minutes. Um, but you're, you're going to see, I think, whenever we read this entire chapter, that the Apostle Paul has in mind uh, these elemental spirits here and that they're, they're angelic beings. So here's what he says. Uh, he says, I want you to know how great a struggle that I have on your behalf for those who are in Laodicea and for all those who have not personally seen me face to face. So he's, he's writing a letter to the church in Coloss, right? And he's not seen them face to face yet, but he's, he's writing to them on their behalf. And so he says uh, their heart, uh, he's, he's writing to them, he says in verse two, that their hearts may be encouraged, having been knit together in love, attaining to all the wealth that comes from the full assurance of understanding, resulting in a true knowledge of God's mystery, that is Christ himself, in whom are, this is where st stuff starts to get kind of important here um, in this discussion. He says that he wants them to be knit together in love attaining to all the wealth that comes from the full assurance of understanding, resulting in the true knowledge of God's mystery, that is Christ himself, in whom are hidden all the treasures of knowledge and wisdom. Okay, so he's saying that in Christ Jesus is hidden all of the knowledge and the wisdom, uh, right? All of, all of the treasures of these things are hidden in him. And in verse 4, he gives the reason why he's saying this. He says, I say this so that no one will delude you with persuasive argument. Right? So he's writing to them because people were trying to persuade them to leave Christ and perhaps go back to the, uh, the traditions that they had come from, right? Yeah. The, the pagan religions that they had come from, or perhaps um, for Jews uh, to go back to the Mosaic law, which Paul's going to have something to say about that here in a minute in Galatians, whenever we look there. But that's the reason why Paul's writing this. Uh, he wants them to, to look and to find knowledge and mystery and the treasures of, of wisdom and knowledge. He wants them to find it in Christ Jesus rather than being deceived by um, worldly philosophies or, yeah. you know, that kind of, or persuasive arguments. So in verse five, he says, even though I'm absent from the body, nevertheless, I am with you in spirit rejoicing uh, to see your good discipline and your stability of faith in Christ Jesus. Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him, having been firmly rooted and now being built up uh, in him and established in your faith, just as you were instructed and overflowing with gratitude. See to it, and here he's going to say it again. He says, see to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy an empty deception according to the tradition of men, according to the elemental spirits or elementary principles of the world, rather than according to Christ. Okay. Now, some people here uh, think that the elementary principles of the world are simply just another way of saying the traditions of men, yeah. which I, I think has some merit to it. But we're going to see here in a second that it's, it's more than that, that there's more going on be behind these philosophies than just, just the philosophies themselves, in other words. So here's, here's what Paul says after that. He says, for in, uh, in him, talking about Christ Jesus, he says, all the fullness of deity dwells in the bodily form. And in him, you have been made complete. And he is the head of all rule and authority. That's interesting. Okay. 
because that's spiritual be- beings language rulers yep. and authorities right that's we talked about that a little bit in last week's episode so he's saying christ is the head of the rulers and the authorities right he is over them in him is the fullness of deity uh and so he says in him you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands in the removal of the body of the flesh by the circumcision of the flesh, having been buried with him in baptism, which you were also raised up with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. He says, when you were dead in your transgressions and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made you alive together with him, having forgiven all of your transgressions, having canceled the record of debt consisting of decrees against us, which uh, was hostile to us, and he has taken it all out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. When he, uh, when he had disarmed the rulers and the authorities, he made a public display of them, having triumphed over them in him. Okay, so what he's saying is this. Don't be taken uh, captive by worldly philosophy. Christ is the head of the rulers and the powers and the authorities, right? And not only that, but he says, in Christ dwells the fullness of deity, right? He, he's the one who deserves your worship. And then he goes on to say after that, that Christ actually, in his atoning work upon the cross, disarmed the rulers and the principalities, right? The rulers and the authorities that they once were worshiping, okay? All right, so definitely, so allusion to elementary principles or elemental spirits. And now we're talking about spiritual beings, right? So Paul seems here to have in mind that there are, real spiritual beings behind the the thought the category of elemental spirits we're going to go on here because he's going to sp- expand on it a little bit more okay so he's he's disarmed the rulers he's disarmed the authorities he's made a, a public display of them he's triumphed over them in uh verse 16 he says therefore let no one act as your judge in regard to food or drink or in respect to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath day, things which are a mere shadow of what is to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. Okay, so he's saying, you know, don't don't let people, uh, you know, people who you formerly were a part of, people, uh, he's talking about here the people who um, had the philosophies and the, the traditions of men and the, you know, that kind of stuff. He's saying, don't let them judge you for the things that you're doing, right? If, if you, if you, uh, for the food that you're now eating, because, you know, in the ancient world, there were certain clean and unclean foods. And then, then he talks about respect to, uh, in, in respect to festivals or new moon festivals or Sabbath days, right? There were some days in the ancient world that were holy, some that were rest days, you know, that type of thing. He's saying, don't let those people judge you, right? You're in Christ now. Christ has disarmed the rulers and the principalities. Um, he is the head, right? So don't let these people who are trying to deceive you by worldly philosophies, don't let them judge you for, for not, no longer taking part in these things or, or by taking part in these things, whatever. He says, these things were a mere shadow of what is to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. Let no one keep defrauding you of your prize by delighting in self-abasement and here, get this, this is where it gets, gets really important, the worship of angels. Yep taking his stand on visions he has seen inflated without cause by his fleshly mind. Um, but yeah, so that's where, uh, where I'll stop at. But basically he says, 
you know, he said, don't let people keep defrauding you, right? Like, don't and and don't uh, delight in self-abasement in the worship of angels, right? So this is what is behind the elemental spirits are angels, the worship of angels. So I don't know if that overlaps with anything that you have to say, but in Paul's mind, <clears throat> the elementary principles, the elemental spirits, these are spiritual beings, and Absolutely. It, and it comes from this worldview that that they would have inherited during this second second temple period which you know you can read about in in enoch like we were talking about so i don't know if you've got anything you want to add to that but yeah uh there's very much a shared worldview going on there for the most part anyway i know that in the occult and paganism they have a reference to what elemental spirits are that they're beings that have come to the earth and clothed themselves in the elements very similar. But, but they don't take it back far enough to have a full history of where they actually come from. I mean, yeah. they'll tell you that they're non-human spirits. They'll tell you that they were here before man, that they were embodied in the elements during creation. But, as, but if the Christian worldview really takes it there and provides a, a detailed history on where they come from. Yeah. Paul's really clear there in Colossians that behind the elemental spirits, behind the, the, the philosophies and the traditions of men is the actual, is the worship of angels. Yeah. Right. And that tie, like I said, that ties back into the, the things that we were talking about last week with, with Enoch and, you know, all that type of stuff. So that's, that's, so for the, for the person, I can't remember who, what the name was, who asked us what I can't remember spirits. either. Um, that's, that's our take on what elemental spirits are. They are fallen angels um, who, were involved in the Genesis six sons of God, daughters of men, Nephilim event who are kicked out of heaven, who end up clothing themselves in the elements of, right. um, yeah, the elements that they land in and lead men and women astray with worldly philosophies and that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah. So Paul, Paul actually talks about elemental spirits again, in another passage, uh, which is in Galatians, which is kind of similar to what we just talked about there. So, you know, he's talking to, to p- the people in, in Coloss, um, right? This is, this is in the Greco-Roman world. So most likely they're very tempted to go back to paganism, right? Coloss is probably a church that's made up of, of Gentiles. Well, in Galatia, um, which is also in the Greco-Roman world as well, we, we have people there who are called the Judaizers and they're trying to get people, uh, the, this is a Jewish problem going on here. Yeah. They're trying to get people to convert uh, and go back under the law. They're trying, they're saying, well, in order to follow Christ, you have to take upon yourself the markers of circumcision and you've got to keep this, this law and you've got to keep that law and you know, all this kind of stuff. And the interesting thing um, about that is that Paul says that behind this argument is also elemental spirits as well. So in uh, Galatians chapter three, um, he talks about that. um, Well, let me, let me find it here. Actually, give me just a second. Um, I want to make sure that I get this reference right. I mentioned it in the last episode. Um, Hold on a second. I should have had it pulled up. Um, just one second here. Yeah. And Gala- it's in Galatians four, three. So in Galatians four, three, I'm going to back up, uh, to chapter three. 
Um, he talks about, he says, uh, now I'll say to you that as long as one, uh, it, he says, as long as the heir is a child, uh, he doesn't differ from the slave. Uh, he is the owner of everything. He is under, but he is under guardians and managers until the set day has come by the father. He says, so while we were children, we were held in bondage under the elemental spirits of the world. The elemental things is how the NASB translates it. So he's saying that for those who were under the law of Moses, you were under the elemental spirits. Now, I think that there are good elemental spirits and bad inter- elemental spirits as well. Absolutely. Um, now, I think that this is a case of, of that. Um, you, you'll see what I mean here. So, so he says that those who were under the guardian of the law, in Galatians chapter four, we're under the elemental spirits. Now, what does that mean, right? Well, as we've already saw from Colossians, Paul thinks that elemental spirits are angels. Now, I'm going to prove this to you. Paul himself is going to say this just a chapter prior to what we just read. So in Galatians chapter three, I want you to listen to what Paul says about the giving of the Mosaic law, okay? There is more going on in the mosaic, the giving of the mosaic law than just Moses bringing out tablets yep. and giving, giving them to the people. So he says, why the law then? Well, he says it's added because of transgressions, having been ordained through angels by agency of a mediator upon the uh, until the seed would come to whom the promise had been made. Now, so basically what he says in verse 19 of Galatians chapter 3 is that the law was given uh, because of transgressions. And not only was it given because of transgressions, but it was given and mediated by angels, right? Right. So, so in essence, to go back under the Mosaic law, to leave Christ and to go back under the law, is to go back under a different mediator. You are leaving the mediation of Christ in the new covenant and going back under the mediation of angels, which the the Mosaic covenant was mediated by. The law was given by, um, was given by angels, Paul says in Galatians chapter three. And this is the entire reason why the writer of Hebrews, uh, in Hebrews, um, let me, let me flip here. In Hebrews, um, the first few chapters of Hebrews here, um, he talks about that Christ is elevated over the angels. Like he talks about here, uh, it's, in, it's in Hebrews chapter 1. And I, it's, I think that most likely it's the Apostle Paul. Uh, maybe a sermon recorded um, from Paul by somebody else, but I think that Paul is the, the, the writer of Hebrews, whether he wrote it or if it's a sermon. But he talks about Christ, and he says, that Christ is, is more excellent than the angels. And he goes on to say, he says, which of the angels did he ever say, you are my son, today I've begotten you. And again, I will be a father to him and he shall be a son to me. And he says, uh, and he brings, and when he brings the firstborn into the world, he says, let all the angels of God worship him. And the angels, and of the angels, he says, uh, who makes his angels winds and his ministers a flame of fire? But of the Son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The righteous scepter is the scepter of the kingdom, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. But anyway, the writer of Hebrews is making the point that Christ is above the angels, right? And so he is, 
And then he goes on immediately after that and talks about how he is the mediator and the high priest of a new and better covenant, right? Um, and so that's what's what that's the basis at the basis of Paul's argument in Galatians chapter three, that those who want to go back under the Mosaic law, they're leaving the mediation of Christ and they are, sorry about that. They're leaving the mediation of Christ and they're wanting to go back under the mediation of angels. And Christ has been giving, been given a, uh, the spot of mediator. And he, it's, he is so much greater than the angels basically is what he's saying. So, yeah. So, I hope that that wasn't too complicated for <laughs> listeners, right? I know that there's a lot of, uh, you know, I said a lot of things there that are kind of complex and that kind of thing. Um, and I know that we have listeners who aren't Christians. So if that was too complex, let me know. And I'll try to expand on that uh, in another episode or something like that. But Richie, I don't know if you got anything you want to add to that or, or say to that. So well, I think you covered it pretty well. This expansion on spiritual beings turned into a pretty much its own episode. So it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I just hope that, that listeners see. So, for example, there's somebody that I really, really appreciate. His name is Peter Lightheart. You know, yeah. he, he kind of comes from the same camp as James Jordan, who I absolutely love. And they make the argument that the elementary principles are simply just, you know, different worldviews, traditions of men, that kind of thing. And that there's yeah. not really anything spiritual going on behind it. And I think that if we look at the texts and let them speak for themselves and let them interpret one another, you see very, very quickly that every time Paul mentions their the elemental spirits or elementary principles, um, it's always in attachment with spiritual beings, with angels, right? In, in Galatians 3, he talks about angels giving the law, and you were under the law until the seed came. So, you know, we're not under the law anymore is basically what, what, Christ, or what Paul's saying. We're now under Christ. We're under a new mediator, a new covenant, that kind of thing. And then it's the same thing in Colossians. You know, he's saying, don't be taken astray by the philosophies of men because behind them there are elemental principles and angel worship. So anyway, I hope that that simplifies it a little bit. If you got any more questions, up. Yeah, if you got any more questions, let us know. So that that's our take on elemental spirits, right? It's angels, fallen angels. Yep. Um, you know, the official take. That's the official take. Yeah. So all right. Well, that takes us to our second section which is we're going to talk about our Patreon launch. Yeah. Right. So this is really, really exciting because we've had people I've talked with several people who have asked us, uh, like, how can we support this? Like, like, what can we do to support sword and staff? Um, what do you guys have planned for the future? Right. And so now you guys yep. are going to be the first to hear about it. Um, so this week uh, with the launch of this episode, we are officially launching the Sword and Staff Patreon. Um, and it's super cool. So we've got four tiers that we're going to be offering to our listeners. These are ways that you guys can, for for lack of better words, join the order. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because you, you see us talking about uh, the Sword and Staff and the order of the Sword and Staff. So we're going to give you guys an opportunity to join in to that and to be a part of that. And so um, the first tier that we're going to be offering is a $5 per month tier. And this is going to be big. This is going to be very big because 
we are going with the those patrons who become uh, who subscribe to our five dollar per month all access sword and staff tier. You are going to get what we are going to be calling sword and staff uncut. Yep, and sword and staff uncut is basically going to be uncut extended podcast episodes where Richie and I have 30 more minutes of content that is totally unheard. You're not going to find it on Spotify. You're not going to find it on Apple Podcasts. You're not going to find it on Google Podcasts. You're not going to find it anywhere else except on our Patreon. And so for just five bucks a month, you'll be able to get an extra 30 minutes of unheard content. And it's probably going to be really interesting content that we don't want to say and talk about. Um, Yeah. You know, like where anybody can get it, like it's going to be the good spicy content uh, that we're going to say for for patrons only. So, um, yeah, just five bucks a month. You get access to the sword and staff uncut. So that's the first tier. Very, very manageable, very doable. Anybody can afford five bucks a month, I think. Like if you just don't buy a Starbucks coffee. Yeah, (laughs) just uh, like like you can you can. You can so you can support Sword and Staff for five bucks a month. Okay, all right. So the second tier that we're we're launching is going to be the Sword and Staff VIP, which is ten bucks per month. Now this this is a step up. Okay, so it's ten bucks a month, just five more bucks a month. But with five more bucks a month, you get oh boy, here we go. You get the Sword and Staff All Access, right? You get the which means that you get the uncut extended podcast with the thirty more minutes of content. But you also get to take part in a monthly VIP only Zoom call with Richie and I, where you get to help help us work on cases, right? Um, talk right. about some of this content that we're talking about, and you get to ask us anything, right? So you get exclusive access to Richie and I, to the Sword and Staff that nobody else is going to get, right? So, right. so you get you get that. And not only do you get that, but you also get access to our private community, the private sword and staff discord server, right? So we have the pup, we, we have the group that you're, you're going to be able to join on Facebook. Anybody can join that as long as they, you know, answer the questions, you know, that kind of stuff, but not in, not everybody gets access to the private sword and staff discord server. This is more intimate, right? This is where questions can be asked. Discussions can happen. It's going to be excellent. So absolutely. Yeah. You can do that for 10 bucks a month. Okay. So that's the second tier, Richie. Here's the third tier. (laughs) It's the sword and staff dungeon master, dungeon master, dungeon master. I love it. All right. So here's what you get with the sword and staff dungeon master tier for 25 bucks a month. Okay. So just 15 bucks more. You get all access, which is the Sword and Staff Uncut podcast. You get the the VIP, which is the, uh, the everything that we just talked about in that. But you also get. We're going to send you. This is insane. I can't believe that we're doing this. We're going to send you a package of Sword and Staff merchandise once throughout the year. So whatever we create, whatever merch we can create in a year. We're going to send it all to you in a box yep. for subscribing to the set. So right now, I don't know if you guys saw it, but on social media, we just released that we have some merch coming up, right? 
we've actually, you guys can't see it. Um, if we ever upload this video onto YouTube, you guys will see it. I actually have a sword and staff t-shirt on right now. I've still got to send Richie his. Um, I have a sword and staff re- uh, t-shirt on right now. And we also get this. We also have sword and staff patches. Right. So you actually get to represent the symbolism of the sword and staff on whatever it is that you want to put it on. Right. So it's got the sword, it's got the staff on it. It's got the wheels within wheels, a lot of symbolism stuff going on there. A lot of symbolism in that. Right. But you guys get to rep that and be a part of it and wear this symbolism. So that's some of the stuff that if you guys subscribe, that's some of the stuff this year that will go out in a sword and staff merch box. You'll get the t-shirt, you'll get the patches and anything else that we release this year. You guys will also get that as well, which is an excellent deal for 25 bucks a month. Oh yeah. Right. Like, I mean like this stuff, whenever it's released, like t-shirts are usually run 25 bucks themselves. Right. Yeah. And you know, so if you release a design, you know, every month, I mean, yeah, you're getting, not only are you getting the merch, but you're also getting the monthly Zoom call to ask Richie and I anything. You get access to store, to the Sword and Staff Uncut and access to the private Discord server. So that is a that is a deal. Oh, <laughs> that, yeah. is a, that is a bargain. All right. So here's the last tier that we have, and it's the biggest tier that we have, and it's the Sword and Staff Hive Mind. <laughs> I love it. I love it because, okay, so this one's 50 bucks a month. Okay, so it's it's the most expensive one we have. Uh, it's twenty five bucks more than the the previous tier, but in this tier you get everything. All right, and this is going to lead to a discussion on some of the plans that we've got for the future. Okay, so you get access to the private Sword and Staff Discord server. You get access to the Sword and Staff Uncut for thirty more minutes of content. You get the VIP only Zoom call once a month. You get the Sword and Staff merch box once throughout the year. We also are going to send you every written Sword and Staff article compiled into a book or ebook published at the end of the year. And you're also going to get, get this, free access to a yearly Sword and Staff conference. Free access, right? So that's as intimate as it gets, right? You're going to actually get to come hang out with us, do a conference, be a part of a conference with us, which leads us into a conversation about some of our future plans. Right. Right. Um, So this is something that we've talked about since we, we started sword and staff. Um, We wanted to be able to at least once a year, maybe, maybe it's a virtual conference at first and maybe it goes into, maybe it goes into a personal uh, in-person conference, or maybe it just starts off as in-person. I don't know. Um, We're still working on some of this and talking about and thinking about some of this, but one of the things that we want to do is we want to do a yearly sword and staff conference where um, you're, we're able to come and hear some of this stuff talked about live in a live setting. And there are other like-minded people there as well, right? People who are talking about some of this stuff, and maybe there's some discussions that happen live that you're not going to get anywhere else, right? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And then we want to also make merchandise available, um, you know, at, at a discounted rate for people who come to conferences and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, we've talked about um, maybe tapping like-minded people out there 
who are kind of similar to us and, and want to talk about this type of stuff. And we've had a lot of people already reach out to us and want, oh, yeah. has want, wanted to work with us. Right. Um, so we have people out there who I think would be interested in that. And so we're thinking about putting that together t- for a yearly conference. Um, and we're also talking about, um, so we re- also have a blog as well. And so Richie and I, uh, right there too. And so one of the things we're talking about is compiling all of our articles and blog posts together in a book at the end of every year and publishing it as a kind of a sword and sta- uh, staff anthology type thing every year. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's some of the plans that we've got for the future. Richie, you got anything you want to add to that? Um, just with, uh, the working cases. I mean, this this isn't just us coming together and philosophizing about, you know, just general paranormal things and out there. This is working real world cases. Like I have active cases in the works right now that I've been working on personally for over a year. I mean, I'm still in touch with clients that we've worked with 10 plus years ago. So yeah. these are definitely real world situations where you can actually get involved and help people. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some of these cases that we've been working on together for over the past two years. Yeah. Um, and looking into and researching and a lot of things. Um, yeah. I mean, just a, there's a lot of different interesting things there going on that we haven't talked about a ton publicly. Um, so, but we're giving you an opportunity to come and be a part of that, right. To, to dig into some of these things a little bit more, to be able to kind of view things through this type of lens that we're approaching things through, and to really, we're just building a, trying our best to build a community that Absolutely. you're not, that you're not going to find anywhere else. Right. So, all right. So that does the section on our Patreon. Now here's another section that's going to be fun. And that I don't think that you're going to find anything like this anywhere else. Definitely um, not. Yeah. You're definitely, I know you're not going to. Um, so we, Richie and I have been working on, a kind of i don't know what you would call it i mean it's a it's a project that we're calling shadow appalachia yeah, it's um, like if west virginia meets uh, hp lovecraft this is what yeah, you get yeah pretty much yeah if it if it meets hp lovecraft uh you end up with shadow appalachia and so we actually have a trailer for it and we're going to actually play the trailer on this chinwag episode so you guys are going to be the first to hear it and then after we play it, Richie and I are going to discuss it a little bit more and some of the plans that we've got in store for Shadow Appalachia. So I'm going to go ahead. I'll play the trailer right now. And then after it ends, we'll talk about it a little bit more. So here we go. Welcome to the mythic world of Shadow Appalachia. The stories we are writing are set within a world much like our own. Much of what we're writing takes place in the region known as Shadow Appalachia. Shadow Appalachia runs parallel to the historical Appalachia. There are many similarities. They share much of the same lore and history. There are, however, some differences. Timelines are different. Names and places are similar but not exact. For example, has the Mothman caused the Silver Bridge to fall in Point Pleasant yet? Has the monster landed in Flattenwood yet? Is Mamie Thurman haunting the streets around Hatfield Island? Has blasting and digging in the deep mines awakened more than just the neighbors on the other side of the mountain? This is Appalachia reimagined. An upside-down Appalachia that you've never encountered before. So you'll have to enter our world to find out. 
In the world of Shadow Appalachia, not only do our stories take place in a world filled with ancient mountains and deep mines in the heart of coal country, they also take place in a world that is populated by ancient beings, old ones, some call them. Some of which are older than the mountains themselves. Some even dwell in deeper and darker places than any seam of coal seen by man. The tales that we tell vary. Some are cautionary tales meant to produce fear and respect for the unknown. Some of our tales are tales of heroism, filled with normal people like you and I doing what they can to protect their kinfolk and friends. And finally, some of our tales are simply created to make you question the nature of reality itself. Is Shadow Appalachia and Historical Appalachia really that different? Just how thin is the veil between the two? We won't tell you what to believe. We'll let you draw your own conclusions. But anyway, we hope that you'll tune in to the Sword and Staff during Halloween when we anticipate releasing some of these stories to you. From our kinfolk to yours, we'll plan on seeing you. All right, guys, you just heard the trailer for yourself first time, right? Richie, what did you think of the trailer? I'm, I'm pumped for it. It's, it's a chance at some real world building and culture building stuff that we've been talking about for over a year, and I'm definitely excited for it. Yeah, so the idea with, with Shadow Appalachia is that, well, number one, Richie and I are just huge fans of fiction. We love things <laughs> like, and like world building and like myth. Like we love like Tolkien. We love Lewis. We love things like HP Lovecraft. And, you know, um, we really love that type of stuff. And we thought that it would be a really great opportunity for us to kind of create our own story in some ways, because we, we just enjoy doing that. Um, but also to present it with, again, our kind of unique lens for things, right. Our way of viewing, like we're Christians who have a supernatural view of the world. And unfortunately Christians today tend to kind of shy away from that. Like, unfortunately, I think that, that Christians have a real problem with materialism these days. Um, most aren't most don't take into account in day-to-day life things like angels demons uh you know stuff like that you know what i mean um and we don't view the world that way and the people that we're big time fans of also don't view the world that way so this is an opportunity for us to really create some art and some story that embodies some Absolutely. of the things that we've been talking about, right? And to really begin creating a culture where we we tell stories that embodies these things and hopefully we'll go on to kind of, you know, uh, shape the way that um, folks who listen to it and engage with it shapes the way that they view things. And so, um, so that's kind of the concept, right? That's kind of what we're aiming at here. Um, we're going to release these in audio episodes, they're going to actually be just like the trailer. We're going to release those into our sword and staff feed. Um, and uh, we'll talk about when here in just a minute, but we, we want to also touch on the world of shadow Appalachia. So like what's, what's going on here with this world, right? Um, so the idea is kind of like this. 
um, shadow Appalachia runs parallel to the real Appalachia, right? You can kind of think of them as being parallel to one another. And at times you have to ask yourself just how thin is the veil between the two. Yeah. Right. Um, so like in the trailer, you guys heard me say like, has the Mothman landed in, in Point Pleasant yet? Right. <laughs> like has the Mothman or not the Mothman has the Flatwoods monster landed in Flattenwoods yet? Um, you know, I've, I've tweaked some of the names and, you know, that kind of thing because it's not quite identical, but it's, it's taking some of these, this folklore and, um, myths, if you want to say that, um, and taking them and shaping them in a new way, right? That's kind of what we're, what we're doing with some of this stuff. And we're going to add our own unique spin to some of it, right? Um, which we've talked about quite a bit. Oh yeah. Already started doing in some of the work that we've done. Um, but it's going to be a way to kind of get a unique take and uh unique spin on Appalachian folklore and culture and some of that kind of stuff. So that's kind of some of the world of shadow Appalachia. So Rich, you got anything you want to throw into that? Uh, no, I think you've summed it up pretty good. I'm definitely excited for it. Yeah. So, we're talk now we'll talk about the release. So the release plan so far is um I don't know how long this this, this will go. We've got multiple stories in mind that are going to fit into the world of Shadow Appalachia. Um so what so I know that we're at least going to release one story by Halloween. <laughs> Um, I don't know if we'll, if we're going to release more after that. I don't, I don't know plans past this first one, but so the, the first plan I think is to release at least this first story that fits into the shadow Appalachian world on Halloween during spooky month, absolutely <laughs> during October. So, uh, which we've got plans for Halloween and for October this year, right? We've got we special, do. we have special plans for sword and staff for that month, which are going to be really fun. Um, I know for sure one of the, we'll kind of give, I'll kind of give a little bit of it away. Uh, so we're definitely going to release Shadow Appalachia, which you guys will get. And then last year I wrote an article on Halloween, which was a defense of Halloween from a Christian perspective, because you know, there's tons of people out there who think that like it, as Christians, you shouldn't celebrate Halloween because it's pagan and you know, all yeah. this stuff. I wrote a big, big article on it. And so that's going to get turned into a red article or a narrated article. And we'll also release that during the month of October as well. So those are two things that we'll give away, right? But right. the rest of it, but the rest of it, we're gonna keep it. We're gonna keep it secret until. <laughs> All right. So that's Shadow Appalachia. All right. So this takes us to the final part of today's chin wag, which is uh, a joke. A joke. A joke. UFO disclosure. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So this past week, I'm going to let Richie mainly take the lead on this because he's, he's researched it quite a bit more than I did. I read some of the stuff, but so this week, if I'm understanding right, uh, the government released nine pages of us UFO disclosure, nine pages. That's it. Go yep. ahead and talk about that. Go ahead and tell me your reaction. What was your reaction to this? I can tell you mine afterwards, but you tell me your reaction. Well, I wouldn't say disappointed is the word because I've, I didn't really have very high hopes for it from the beginning. Yeah. I mean, I knew anytime that the government throws around the word disclosure, it's, it's just a smokescreen like it's always been. 
So the, for a while there, for about two years, there was a talk and build up behind the scenes of possible dis disclosure coming from the government. And everybody thought that Donald Trump would be the president to, you know, to usher in the, dis the disclosure. And he, and he kind of did. In his presidency, he signed some orders there to get the ball rolling. And then when it came out, it, it was just utter garbage. I mean, it, it was a slap in the, in the face to anybody in the, who studies ufology, anybody in the paranormal, anybody who's dedicated their life to this, these sort of pursuits. And I mean, nine pages, that's their disclosure. That's it. Yeah. I mean, it was like, uh, we don't know what they are. They're not a foreign power. They're not ours, but they're also not aliens. Yeah. So take that what you will. Yeah. That, so that's kind of what I, I got as I was reading it too. Like there was a real lack of answers. Like it's very ambiguous. Like it was like just, it was kind of like, we don't really know what it is. It's not, it's not, uh, it's not other countries. So it's not foreign. Um, but it's also not us either. They're like, yep. so we don't and really it's definitely know. not aliens. Yeah. And they're like, and it's not, it's not aliens. So we don't like, we don't know what it is. Right. And so, yeah, that was, so like I said, I, I wasn't as in quite in, as invested in waiting on it like you were and others were. Like I saw people blowing up our Instagram. Oh yeah, about it. Like you shared the docs on the Sword and Staff Instagram, and people were like blowing it up. Like, com like so, a lot of people were waiting on it and were really disappointed. Oh yeah. So, um, but I think this will set up our next episode yeah people want disclosure we're about to provide real disclosure <laughs> oh gosh i can then see it the men in black are going to show up at our doors <laughs> um so anyway uh <laughs> so this this will help foreshadow the next episode right so next our next episode for the sword and staff which will be next week will be another normal uh normal episode and it's going to be episode two in our spiritual being series and on this episode richie and i are going to be talking about ufos and how that fits in to the christian worldview because it yep. does because it, it does. does yeah and that may be shocking to you and it may be shocking to those who are listening but it does there are ways to think about this as a christian uh and you don't have to deny the evidence for it right because i think right. that's the reaction that most Christians kind of give, they try to either downplay it or try to act like that it's, it's fake or, you know, whatever. Yeah. I think if you tweak it a little bit and give them some more Christian friendly terminology to use, I think they'll yeah. be able to grasp it pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so as well. So this, um, this brings us to the end of our chinwag edition of the sword and staff today. And like I said, I think that'll serve as a nice backdrop for what we're going to be discussing next week. So make sure to tune in to next yep. week's edition, right? You're not going to want to miss that. And if you're not prepared for that, um, we, we started laying the foundation last week in last week's episode on spiritual beings. So if you haven't listened to that yet, you need to go back. You need to invest an hour and a half and you need to go back and listen to it because if you don't listen to it, it's just going to next week's not going to make as much sense to you as it could. Yeah. I right? think next week's, if people thought this past episode of spiritual beings was big, this next episode, I know I'm personally going to say some things that are probably going to 
make some headspins and maybe get me in trouble. But you know what? We're going to save that for the 30 minutes yeah. on Patreon, right? So if people want to hear you say things that are going to make people's heads spin, they need to go to our Patreon, www.patreon.com backslash sword and staff order and subscribe to the five dollar a month sword and staff uncut tier so that you can listen to richie say things that are going to make (laughs) right i can't sell it i can't sell it any better than that that's the best that i've got so uh but yeah so i know that richie this is this is a field that richie again like i'm a pastor uh i'm a minister um i've really started diving into this world over the past five, you know, I've been a pastor now for five, almost six years. Um, and over the past few years, just in my pastoral ministry, I've started exploring and diving into some of these topics di- uh, deeper, honestly, because a lot of them just landed on my doorstep as a pastor, yeah. right? And I've engaged in pastoral ministry that I would say is supernatural stuff. Um, obvious. I mean, like, if it's, if it's not, I don't know what you're doing as a Christian. Like, <laughs> anyway, like, so um, that's kind of where I've I, where I come from. I kind of bring that ministerial, you know, ministerial type of aspect to it. That's why I'm primarily digging in the Bible and talking about Bible references and stuff like that. And Richie approaches it from a whole different angle. Richie's a Christian, but his background is not um, is not ministerial. It's the the world of the paranormal. You know, he was in the occult for a while in his a season of his life, and yep. so as a Christian, he brings a very unique lens to a lot of this stuff that I'm not going to be able to bring and I, and vice versa. Right. And so whenever we bring those two things together, boom, that's the sword and staff right there. Absolutely. That's sword and staff. So, all right. So that's the end of this week's episode. If you've got anything that you'd like for us to discuss on a future chin wag, or if you've got any questions, feel free to send that to us on social media. Uh, you can find us at sword and staff order or you can email us at order of the sword and staff at gmail.com also become a patron a patron on our patreon visit www.patreon.com backslash sword and staff order join the sword and staff join the order and that's about all i've got this week rich you got anything before we head off that's it all right guys well we'll see you guys next week and we'll talk about ufos see you then